When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What was that? What's that sound? Where? It's aliens and they're living in your town. Damn. They have arrived. What? They're all around. So many aliens living in your town. Are you scared of What up, weirdos and weirdo land? How's everybody doing? Oh, yeah. Yes. So let's get right into it. A lot of talk about stuff in the sky. And yes, we know it could be ours, but it could be theirs as well. Vicky, thoughts on all of the recent UFO activity here in Florida? We, we posed the question on KVJ about sending in your, your UFO videos, your photos, all of that. It has been a hotbed of information coming in. A lot of people have stuff they can't explain. Your thoughts on all this? I mean, it's a little too. Uh oh, did her knob get turned? That's what she said. Oh, let me turn Beggins too. I can't. uh... We'll edit all this out. Uh-huh. There is Vicky. Boom. Oh, yeah. You guys are popping. <laughs> off, off to, I mean, just a fucking stellar. Uh, you mean I could turn this button off before I laugh? <laughs> you could. Yeah. <laughs> All a this mute, time. A mute button right, this right. whole time. All right, for editing purposes, let me set this thing up again. Yeah. Vicky, so much <laughs> shit up in the air. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, you know, if it weren't coming right on the tail end of all those balloon things and the things being shot down, um, I would have a little more, hmm. But because of that situation, I'm a little suspicious about all the things we're seeing. A little more than I would be. Beckett, a lot of things in the air these days, but people will go, the naysayers, bird, it's not UFOs, it's not aliens. And I agree. Most of the time, it's not. But wouldn't you say there, there is some stuff going on up in the sky that is bizarre, that is odd, that you can't explain? Uh, that you can't explain? You can't explain. Like, oh, my, yeah. 100%. My tea is silent. 100%. Uh, just so the audience knows, I sent you guys a picture today. I would like to show that off real quick. Yeah, keep talking. So I got my old sailboat back in the water. It's at downtown at the city docks, and I was just having a good moment. I was like, let me take a picture before I go back home. So I snapped a picture. Looked at the next day, and there's this, like, green, weird, linear, but the the light seems to bleed off the bottom a little bit. Picture that I noticed, and I showed my friends, and they're like, what the heck is that? And this isn't something someone sent in to the podcast. This I took this. Mm-hmm. I took this with my iPhone 14 Pro with a great night camera. And that pulled up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's weird. Yeah, if, if for the people listening, it's a greenish 
Oval. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we could post it on the the Weird and Whatever Instagram oh, page. Yeah. Then people could speculate there on I'm it. I'm sending it to you right now and email Denny's uh, just in case we want to try to pull it up. But, yeah, we. Uh, I, I kind of thought it was a, a cool picture, Mr. Beckett. People are just sending in a lot of stuff from, from the KVJ Nation that is very cool looking. And it doesn't look like an airplane. It doesn't look like a... I don't know, uh, Elon Musk, uh, whatever he's doing. It's weird shit. Um, unless Musk has figured out how to take something, split it into three, then have it all come back, and then shoot into the galaxy. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, <laughs> then again, some people think he's an alien. Yeah, there you go. Well, to more directly answer your question, yeah, I think there's tons of stuff there that was totally unexplainable. You know, and like we've talked about on the podcast, I think it's actually probably a form of a definition of wisdom. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And I get a lot of questions, Vicky. You go, is alien activity, ghost, paranormal stuff, is it all connected? Are you against that theory? Some people think that anything, whether you're talking about Bigfoot, you're talking about Loch Ness, you're talking about ghosts, you're talking about um, aliens, that it's all related because everything is interrelated here on earth and that we all interact with everything so by that alone that we are talking about things that can be related it you know it may turn out the whole time that hey maybe it's aliens that have been dressing up like bigfoot and pretending Hmm. to be ghosts who knows (laughs) they have a great sense of humor go these humans really fall for this bigfoot prank it's it's amazing i have a theory that maybe they're related or maybe they're different, but because a potential alien race that has the technology, the understanding, the advanced society, that they're aware of the afterlife, the spirit world, and all of that. And whether they work with them or it's almost like uh, – would be an analogy. It's kind of like how we relate with animals, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not the same thing. We're not related, but they're there. We interact with them, sometimes great, sometimes bad, depending on the context. But it is a known entity, the animal kingdom, and us as a human species. So as an advanced race, I have a theory that whether they're not the same thing or similar or related, that they're actually aware of each other, if that makes sense, and they understand how to live or not live with each other. I flashed the uh, photo back at Sun up uh, for the people. They're all looking at it. Uh, a lot of people think it's a cool photo. Some people speculating. Swamp gas, right? Swamp gas. Do they work flare. for the military? <laughs> <laughs> it's swamp grass. A uh, alien touched my butthole. It's swamp grass, Beckett. I look in the sky a lot. I, you know, not for nothing. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. You know, ever. Pe- pe- people think I lie all the time about the ghost stuff, about the U- UFO stuff, and I get it. I, I understand why they would think I- I'm I'm lying. But I swear to you guys on everything. When we did our podcast two weekend or two weeks ago. You guys walked out in front of me, and you made the left, and then I walked out third, and I saw something. Yeah, you started yelling. I really did. I, I saw something I can't explain, and it was bizarre. Now, of course, it could be anything. It's being uh, examined, and it's being uh, investigated by the UFO hotline, and we'll see if there's anything that was released at that time. But what I saw looked bizarre to me. I think your your picture, especially when you blow it up, it's extremely interesting. He should turn it into I would agree the center with that. as well. I don't think that's a shitty picture by any means. And while we're on pictures, let's go ahead and uh, throw up a Joe Ponton picture that we've got. Uh, Mr. Ponton, if you don't mind, after Denny's gets this picture up, 
Now, Joe Ponton goes on the beach all the time. He sees weird shit. Uh, you took this picture, and when you got it back, none of the human beings had any faces. In fact, the, the humans looked... It looked like aliens to me. It looked like a, a TV show. And then I'm, I was trying to put it through a filter to see if there's anything that can make that effect look like that. And if you really, you have to really kind of zoom that in. And I wish we could zoom that in. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to be able to tell by that picture right there. But if you zoom that picture in, nobody there has a human face. What, what up with that? We were all kind of freaked out about that. That was one of the rocket launches at night. Uh, we were walking down, and there was this whole group doing like a kumbaya session. It was really kind of odd. Um, and I said, I've got to snap this because it just looks so – it's anomalistic. You know, it's just a bunch of people around, and they were all wearing white. And then their faces just were all – Kind of grayed out. When you say, when you saw them, were they kind of culty like? Did you get that vibe? Because when I looked at that, they all do, they look like they're dressed in space outfits. I'm trying to pull up the picture right now so you guys can see it. Uh, it's very, it's very bizarre looking. And when you zoom in. Interesting. Yeah, you're not going to fucking get it without the zooming in. I'll try and resend it to, to the group or I can send it to the, the weird and whatever. Um, blown up and kind of cropped out why don't we do this when you get back on the bench over here get it zoom it in and then send it right to denny's and okay. then he'll he'll put it up for the audience we'll yeah. get back to this it was, it was odd it was, it was that whole night had some weird things we had some lights in the sky the rocket went up i i sent the video a light appeared as the rocket moved that light never moved at all uh i followed it for a minute and a half and that light never moved but it now, just appeared now the naysayers vicky beckett they're, they're going to go, all right, there's so much shit up in the air. There's, there's missiles being launched. Fuck you guys. <laughs> well, I get it. I, I, and, you know, it's good to be skeptical about all of it. But um, Denny's got him. The guy, someone just tried to break in. Yep. Denny's got him. <laughs> As you were, Vicky. Not that this whole podcast hasn't been one distraction. Hey, look, it's free. It's because I'm here. I'm having that kind of day. So I will take the fault for anything that goes wrong tonight on the podcast. No, it's, 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 it's all me. But it's universal. Pl please yeah. go on. I, I, do, I understand people being skeptical and the thing is unless you experience it yourself you can always find some way to break something down you can always find a way oh that's this that's this that's the other but if you were the one taking the picture if you were the one experiencing it you would not be able to debunk it that easy yeah and it's not that you have to try to win everybody over but i think when you do experience something cool and un you can't explain it you want your fellow neighbor to experience that weird that weird shit as well uh, you can't ever win anybody over. I'm, I'm going to try to zoom this in. Uh, I don't know if you guys can, can see that on the camera. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. That's crazy. Yeah, that was weird. That's weird looking, right? Looks like the Easter Bunny. They look like the Easter Bunny or... I don't know, man. I can't... You think uh, they're the furries? Is that what they call them? Oh. 
Did they have a litter box? Oh shit. They just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll 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 try to get it back on the screen. Uh, yeah, you can't see diddly dick. <laughs> That's the all right. Well, right, well we, we, we've <laughs> talked about this either on and or off the podcast. Think about the things that almost are cliche now, whether it's gravity, the earth is round, all that, that people used to get thrown in prison. You were, uh, you know, you were against the church. You were an idiot. You know, uh, you were against the government or the king or whatever that we now are like, duh. Duh, that's obvious, you know. Oh, Vicky would be thrown in a lake yeah. full of fire with yeah. her mystical ways. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. No, I'd already be gone. <laughs> I'd be dead too. <laughs> I think we'd all be dead. <laughs> I don't know if the, the olden times would Becky would do the best in olden times. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm an old soul. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> We're all too fucking weird. Yeah. You're the least weird. Yeah. You're gonna be able to get down on olden times. I'm going to be a, a wild card. I'll be a jester, and then I'll, I'll lash out at the king, and they'll stab me and cut my head <laughs> off and throw it in Vicky's fire I'm a witch. <laughs> I'm a witch. I do it the old school way. I'm a gentleman in the streets and a freak in the sheets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of alien stuff and, you know, what people are going through, dear weird whatever, my seven-year-old kid worries all the time. I don't know what to do. He's scared to go to therapy again. The first few times we went, he really struggled. He says he keeps seeing weird spaceships in the sky. He's worried about our environment, and all of this is out of the blue. He says that strange men visit him sometimes at night, and they are from outer space. He said these beings speak to him through the mind. Do you think my son really saw aliens, or is this a reasonable explanation or is there a re reasonable explanation for all this? Vicky, thoughts? I mean, sometimes anxiety and certain disorders can make you have hallucinations that are very real to you. So on the logical side, that could be what's going on. But there's a lot of people that really believe that aliens do, and they pick certain people, and they do experiments, and they study them. There's even a school of thought that shadow people do that as well. And that they basically are here to observe. Sometimes they do some tests and then they continue to check on you throughout your life. Becca, you hear talkings of shadow people, kidnappings, alien spaceships, thoughts. I would give that kid a camera. Get If I was the parents, I would get him a good camera and, and let him have his – whether he's, you know, making it up, thinks it's there, it actually exists by chance – Give him a camera. Don't, Let him tell be... the, don't tell him there's a camera in there either, right? Don't tell him? Well, I mean, anytime someone knows there's a camera on them, everything becomes not 100%. Then it becomes to, is it right to ever put a camera on somebody when they don't know? Right. When we're talking about aliens and your kid is legit having a tough time yeah. and spaceships and all that, I think you want to get the best result and legit figure out what's going on. What are your thoughts on that, Vicky? If you were to secretly film your kid who's saying all this, is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong, especially if you're trying to get to the bottom and do what's best for your child. But when you said a camera, I was thinking give him yes. a camera to take pictures. Exactly. I thought that's what you yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that when he says he sees these things, he has a camera, he actively so in a way, you're giving him empowerment mm -hmm. over the situation, which will decrease the anxiety. That's right. That's right. And then you can go, Mom, Dad, look at this. And maybe it's right. like a picture I took with the weird thing over the boat, you know? And then 
his parents and him, they can have an actual legit. And maybe it spurs a thing of photography with that he's super interested sure. at 78 years old. And I think you guys got a great point. But do you also see my point of getting a realistic snapshot of what's really going on? Yeah. I think, and this is, I'm not a father yet. I, I hope to be one day. I, and I know this is controversial, we've talked about that I would chip my kids, well, whole deal, yeah. you know, whole deal. Until the kids are 18, you know, I'm going to sound old school. If you're under my roof, it's my roof. Oh, dude, you're not going to sound old school to me. And, I, 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 I a billion percent agree. You're trying not to raise an asshole here. You're trying to raise a good human being, and you're going to do what you got to do to yeah. make sure they're safe and they're a good human being, and I don't give a shit if people think that's bad. So you hit the nail on the head. The number one factor is safety. Okay. Yep. If I think that I am videoing my kid that's seven years old and that this is potentially something that I could gain knowledge on that could help my kid's safety, screw what people think, whatever, I'm doing it. 100%. You're not, you're not doing it to exploit your kid. You're doing it to really understand what's going on. If I was a, a father and my kid came to me going, there's spaceships and aliens and I, dad, I'm scared. I, I want to know if it's make-believe, if he's going through something else, and that there's a psychological thing going on. And I also want to know if it's real, because yeah. I'm open to all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's not really in my interest. It's in my mutual son's kid's interest. That, that's the, the, the motivation. Like, sometimes you can do a spy cam because, you know, nefarious reasons, right? Yes. But, like, if you're doing it because you, to your point, it's a safety, it's an understanding, then I think that that's totally kosher. That's totally on par. That's, that, that's different than a hidden camera from so many other circumstances, in my opinion. But, look, people are going to go, how dare you ruin the rights Where's the line of a seven-year-old? They deserve to vote. <laughs> Not until they're 18. But um, honestly, what, he's seven and he doesn't want to go to therapy? Well, th he's been to therapy. It was a longer email. There's a lot more details. They keep going. to. Th they've been to three different therapists. And the okay. kid just has an unbelievable meltdown of go every single time. It's been unbearable. It's just it's traumatic. It's it, it be watching your loved one going through a, a terrible experience. They just don't like the whole therapy thing. They don't want to talk about it. They don't, they don't want to talk about it to strangers. And th they, that's how they, they do feel. Do they say that they've been told not to? What do you mean? Uh, whatever is happening. Did they say that he's not allowed to? That was it? not in the email. So I, I, I can't speak upon that. It's a good question though. So I'm, I am a huge believer in therapy, a proactive therapy approach. And, and I encourage it all the time. That said, you have the hood of your brain opened for someone to be tinkering with. And it is a, there are some bad, just like there's some bad mechanics, there's some bad therapists, right? And they can put people down the wrong path. To continue the mechanic analysis, uh, analogy, I've had to kiss a lot of frogs to find my print, so to speak, in a mechanic thing where I got screwed the dealership trying to give me new brakes i don't mm -hmm. need it they're like oh this is ten thousand dollars or whatever you need a new car from us whatever whatever and then i found a good mechanic that actually like treats me well saves me money does things that are great for the car mm -hmm. and like helps it run better and all that stuff i think therapy is the same thing therapy like sometimes like you got to find the right person like you know being cheeky a little bit look at goodwill hunting Mm -hmm. That guy didn't have Matt Damon's character, didn't have any person that broke through. And then he got Robin Williams and it was the right kind of fit. 
Right. And I did notice they did take to um, multiple therapists. What I would also suggest, since it's a seven-year-old, I would suggest that they um, ask them to draw pictures of things. And that way you have, um, you have more evidence and it may be an easier way for the child to get out what he's experiencing by put it on paper rather than talking to someone. I love it. All great insight. I mean, Denny, you're about to be a father-to-be. You've got, you know, kids. You've got <laughs> aliens. You've got abductions. You've got Beckett's, mechan- Beckett's mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanic uh-huh. analogy. It really oh, did help paint a picture. Your, your, your kid comes to you. He's five, six years old. Dad, I'm seeing aliens. There's spaceships uh, running amok, flying mm. amok. Spending too much time with Uncle Jason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, 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 you, do you think your kid's full of Bologna? No, I just know that the imaginations can be rampant in that era, too, for a child. So you just try to listen to see if it's something that maybe is being hyperbolized or if it actually is something they saw, which, I mean, at that time they could. I have memories from when I was a child of things that I saw that I don't know if necessarily were true. Yes. Like, I saw shadows outside a window once, but I don't think that was anything. I think, if anything, it was branches or something, and my imagination kind of filled in the void. Uh, There's just the... you can misconstrue things easily through young eyes. Yeah, as a little kid, uh, Denny's brings up a great point. There's some experiences I, I had a kid as a kid I thought were so quite vivid and just you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is going down. But did it really go down that way, Vicky? Or maybe it did, and you were young enough, and that little that little pocket of innocence and magic. There is a supernatural power that some people do believe. Yeah, they could. The one thing I would warn this particular parent about is sometimes when kids have experiences with negative living people, in order for them to deal with it, they turn that experience and they blame it on someone else, whether they blame it on ghosts or they blame it on aliens or something like that. So just make sure whatever path you choose, continue to try to find out what's going on. I love it. I, th- I think that's great. That kind of leads into one of uh, the Ask Vicky's questions somebody had. Uh, I want to make sure I find this email. It was basically she's, she's divorced with her, her man, and they have a kid. And when he goes over, okay, here, so he says, uh, Dear Weird Whatever, my ex won't stop playing Ouija board with my child when they are visit, when he's visiting with him. It makes me so angry, and I notice a difference in his attitude. I'm not saying my kid is mean. I'm not saying my kid's an asshole. I'm just saying he seems different. My ex won't listen to me and thinks I'm being so silly. I'm even complaining about something so stupid as a Parker Brothers Ouija board. Is this Ouija board shit for real, Vicky? Or should I just relax? Love the podcast. Bird Beckett, are you single? <laughs> we'll, get to all, we'll unpack all of it. Um, there are plenty of people who play with Ouija boards and nothing happens to them. But there are documented cases throughout the United States and in Europe where people have messed with a Ouija board and there have been detrimental side effects from it. Um, all I can do is tell you I would never touch one. I would never allow any of my children to touch one. And um, just keep a close eye, especially if behavior changes. Well, here's my whole thing. And this has got to be, it's got to chap a lot of people's ass that listens to this, that, that are divorced, where you've got an ex. 
that does shit with your kid that makes you want to fucking just wring their neck and you can't believe, for example, they're playing Ouija board with their kids and they're pretty young. The, or the, uh, the kid is very young, uh, uh, I believe under 10, that he's doing the Ouija board with. How do you handle that as, as, as a divorced or, or somebody that's got a kid and you guys are no longer parenting in the same house? Well, I'm wondering, did he do it when they were married? Or is this something he purposely picked up and started doing to irritate her? Mm. So that would be another thing. What's his motivation? Has he always whipped out the Ouija board? Or is he just now starting to do it? I believe it was a bonding thing with the child. Play trucks or something. Don't. I think, uh, okay, but and I'm playing devil's advocate here. Dad, the Ouija board's fun. Okay, okay, son, let's play the Ouija board. I want to relate to my kid. I don't. I personally, as the dad, don't think Ouija boards are dangerous. I'm trying to relate to my kid. Let's play Ouija board. It could be as simple as that. Where, because I'm telling you, Vicky, we get a lot of people that go, "Y'all sound like clowns when you put so much credibility into a Ouija board." There is a percentage of people that totally believe that. So he could be in that avenue, and that's what would be right. tough when you've got a parent who goes, "Guys, it's a fucking Ouija board. Calm down." To Oh, my God, Ouija board. But that's when you have to be the adult and say, you know what? It doesn't bother me, but it bothers my child's mother. And I have to at least respect that view long enough to say, let's pick another activity. I'll mm. give a shit. She fucked me over when we were married. Fuck her. It's your kid that you're fucking we're, over. We're role playing right now. Yeah, but it's your kid ultimately that you could uh, because sometimes these things, what happens is if you actually get an attachment from a Ouija board, it is very patient and it will wait and it will wait 10, 20 years, but it has you marked and it will come for you at some point. Screw wow. you, la- screw you, lady. I don't believe in that superstitious bullshit. You're filling our kid up with poison. Whoops, beer. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I'm just saying, there are situations where you can't just have a conversation with people. Yeah. I mean, right. most, most of the time, you cannot with some of these uh, situations where you have a kid in a divorce or a breakup. If, he, if he's doing it specifically to tick her off, then she needs to act like it doesn't bother her. And then he'll find something else. Okay. Beck, what, what are your thoughts on that? So I was thinking, I think that uh, Denny's and I's personality would be, uh, you know, I don't know how exactly to put it. Like, we would actually say, I don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. it's a whiskey, baby. Denny's, it's, it's a whiskey. It. Well, it's kind of like uh, here. The way I would handle it, if I got, if I was married to somebody and we had a kid and we got divorced, and they were doing something that I thought was terrible for the kid, but I knew I couldn't really, by law, control it because I don't think by law you can say you can't play no. Ouija board with your well, kid. No. no. What I would do as a parent would try to kind of like what my dad did with horror movies. I was so scared of horror movies as a kid, and then my dad sat me down and goes, "Bird." Don't be scared of this bullshit. Somebody sat down and wrote words down, and then there's actors in front of the screen or in front of the camera, and there's guys and women behind there. It's it's not real. It's not scary. And you almost kind of break down the sort of the Wizard of Oz. The mystique. Yeah, Yeah. the the Wizard of Oz kind of technique on that. And you, you show it's not that scary, 
because you're not going to be able to control. I think you're right. Getting mad, getting all crazy. You can't do that. That's going to make some people go, oh, I can't do that. Ouija board Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is that I think Denny's and I would have the opinion, not to speak for Denny's, that you know I have heard him say, and we've agreed, that even though we might be a little skeptical, we still don't want to poke the bear. Right? Does that make sense? We don't want to poke the bear, even though we might not, like, 99% of us might not believe in the Ouija board. So if they're in the love of a daughter and a son is something that like you don't want to F with. Like yeah. you, even some of my friends that aren't the greatest people, like that's like their one, <laughs> the, the one thing, even right? The uh, right thing. And if there's any doubt and you listen to someone like Vicky that has uh, experience in, in this sector, like why even F with that? Right? Like you might not believe in the Ouija board and to Jaybird's point, he's like, you guys believe in that? Like I'm just bonding with my son and someone like Denny's and I were like, all right, but why why even risk that? You know what For I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, and I, if the kid believes it, then you are I mean, that still is causing something to happen. That kid's gonna create a belief in something. And then it depends on the bond that's created with that board. So that's where it becomes dangerous, a person who depends on that board. So if that child starts taking out that board and doing it himself because he made a friend through the Ouija board, that's when it's definitely a problem. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's all great perspective. I always try to just throw in that little extra because there, there is a percentage of people going, I'm trying to bond with my kid, guys. It's basically like me telling them a scary story or watching a horror movie with them because some kids are into the, the ghost and the horror shit. Mm-hmm. I was very much into that kind of stuff and, and sought it out. I, I wanted to, to look at horror movies and books and Ouija boards and all that stuff. And I can just see someone not believing it going, I'm just having I'm bonding time. Because there, there's some people who do not take the Ouija board at all seriously. Totally. Good stuff. Great stuff. Uh, let's get into some Ask Vicky. That was one of the Ask Vicky questions, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, ask Vicky. Please ask Vicky why I only have ghost experiences while in the shower or bathtub, no matter where the location, whether it's Florida, whether it's California. If it's in the shower or a situation with bathtub shower, I see or feel spirit. Why would that be? Lance. Some people think water is conducive to spirit activity. That could have something to do with it. It also could be the mindset when you're in the bath or the shower. We're kind of, we should be a little more relaxed. We should um, not be looking over our shoulders for this, that, and the other. We're trying to get the worries of the day out of our mind. And so you're kind of in that relaxed state. And that could be why spirits choose at that point to actually interact. To piggyback on that question, I would say the opposite is for me, and I'd like to get your opinion. When I am in the shower or the the bathtub, when I'm when I'm doing that stuff, I tend to think about very depressing things, almost kind of um, <laughs> no more more just I mean not not to the point where I'm sad or just deep thoughts, uh, death, afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like maybe, and I have my own perspective on that. When I'm taking a shower, it's probably when it's the most quietest in my life where mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do something for the show or right. I'm not trying to do some bullshit. And maybe it kind of strips everything away to the most raw state mentally. But I'd like to get your opinion. On you? Well, just why, <laughs> why, why, why would you think that is? 
why what what would one either go in in, in either direction of what Lance says or what I would so he's say it's, he it's just your own per- yeah yeah it's just it's just your own personal preference of what you happen to do when you're in the shower or bath I mean some people use it I would say the general person uses it for relaxation and to let everything go but the way you're doing and you say you're thinking about the afterlife and you're thinking about those kinds of things that to me would bring more spirit activity in towards you when you're doing that just because you have it in the forefront of your mind and possibly that's what could be going on with that person as well maybe he's not even conscious of what he's thinking of at the time sure and and that's why i bring up my example is because you know sometimes the majority drowns out well it usually does drown out the the weird anomalies of a situation most people go in it relaxing but that's not everybody yeah and it could be that if it happened enough times now he's anticipating it to happen. So that's going to bring it in. And even if it's not made up in his head or he's imagining it, um, he has put himself in the mindset and state for the spirit activity to happen. Very I, cool. I believe it's a version of, a, like we discussed, it's somewhat of a meditative type silence, right? Like you got chat rooms, podcasts, TV shows, or excuse me, uh, radio shows, after the show podcast, you got texts you're sending, emails you're responding to, friends you're talking to, and then you finally have that silence because most people don't and can't bring their cell phone Absolutely. or any kind of their technology or their TV or their radio into the shower. So you're confronted with that silence. So so that's when, that's when I kind of go into a deep thought. And we're borrowing a meditation situation. I feel like when you do meditation, you are trying to connect with spirit but i think everyone's got whether it's in the shower like i experience everyone's got that moment where they kind of for a second go all right what's going on with me the world Mm -hmm. the universe where do i come from those type of deep thoughts and i'd like to ask y'all when is that you find when, when, when does that strike you is there a situation denny's uh, I mean, is it after we, it could be, <laughs> it could be, uh, driving home from something when you got 20 minutes, you're kind of just the sun setting. It puts you in that weird introspective capping thought. off the day, capping off the day. You're like, all right, what do I have tomorrow? Blah, blah, blah. The weekend's on the approach. This is good. You know, you're just thinking all those type of thoughts. It kind of puts you into the, you see the sky, it's turning orange into a red, into a violet. It just, it. There's it, a lot happening. It there. lends to an introspective, and, that, and that's probably the best way of describe what I'm talking about. That introspective kind of headspace where it gets to more of the spiritual side of things. For you, you kind of do do a little checklist of matters of the heart moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I got to do that. I got to c- contact that. Shouldn't have said this. Uh, got to be better at that. Uh, th- that's, uh, that's a good point. I'd say driving home from work is usually a, a point of thinking back. That, I think that's that, probably for a lot of people. I'd imagine so. You're con- kind of concluding your day as far as anything work-related. You know, I'll bring up something interesting that I reflected on. So for a long time, I lived literally my office three minutes from my home. And then my home existed in a development that I did most of my business. So if I wanted to go home and let the dogs out, make a protein shake, that's what I did. And because I'm in a people service business, I got home and I was exhausted and I was I had only so many words on the day. I get home and I like didn't want to return that phone call. Like I was mm-hmm. like decompressing on the couch. When I moved east... I found that that 20, 25 minute drive 
psychologically and mental wellness was really, really good for me. Because when I left Wellington to head east to East West Palm Beach, I had 20, 25 minutes to, to your point, think about the day, mm-hmm. return phone calls, check my voicemails, whatever. And when I got home and I was ready to decompress after the commute, I felt good. Yeah. I had returned the text. I had returned the phone calls. I saw my emails at a red light and I felt good. So I, it was interesting just because I always framed it as that living close was great for me. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I go home, make a protein shake and let the dogs out. But actually being able to block time because I was like, hey, I'm going to set up these appointments both middle of the day so I don't have to go back and forth, whatever. And I block that time. And then on the way out and then the way back, I could say, okay, this is it. I can decompress. I can listen to the third eye blind for the last five minutes and <laughs> well, I'm good. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vicky, when, when do you kind of find yourself getting in spirit mode? And again, some people get twisted on the terminology and the vocabulary. When I say spirit, I'm talking about connecting just on a spiritual level of being here on this fucking weird mm-hmm. rock. Yeah, well, I'm five minutes from work, so I don't have time on the ride home. For me, it's when um, that time period where all of my chores are done, Mm -hmm. all of the animals are fed, tucked away, you know, tucked in for the night, and it's right before I go to bed. That's when I decompress and I think about things and I do something that's non-electronic and um, that has more thought to it. I. Like I, a lot of times I'll read a book, but then I'll be reading the book and then a thought about something will come and that's when it, so that's when my time is right before bed. Yeah. Again, I don't want people to get twisted. When I say thinking about death or the afterlife, I think that's a very healthy (laughs) thought you should have and confront. It's so taboo to talk about. Now I'm not saying you, you hunker down and you put a tent down there and think about it all the time. But I, I think those moments introspective, just being here, uh, connecting with your fellow humans, it's a good thing to do. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize how important that is. I think uh, mental health and self-care is a good thing. Now, I don't like it when it gets to the point where it's your identity and you know, everything you do is self-care. No, we're all struggling. And you're not special. We, we all have some shit we all got to deal with. But I think it's very important. And it's something that we, you have to consciously take care of. Without a doubt. So, you know how ghosts are kind of attracted to white noise and stuff? Do you think a shower would attract ghosts because the sound of it's kind of white noise-ish? Very good. Our, our, our most skeptic skeptic <laughs> is thinking about this. Does he has it. a label of more skeptic than me now? Uh, I yeah. like a billion percent. Really? I had didn't I have him like episode two? <laughs> oh Beckett, you were quick to turn. Be- yeah. Beckett's a faz, <laughs> fake ass skeptic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no skeptic. Oh, we, we got him, Vicky. I, I like know. it. We turned him. I like it. At risk of TMI, I meditate in the shower. That's I not do. TMI. I think. Well, I wanted to ask you really quick. I know we're in the middle of the Ask Vicky segment, but a lot of great conversation. You talk about the the importance of the showering and the bathing in the Eastern culture. And I always find this very, very cool. If you don't mind talking a little bit about that. So the Eastern culture, they take ba- uh, bathing very seriously as a relaxation, not only for hygiene, but also as a predominant part of their day. It, they, you had, instead of, cause I, all right. So I was always getting the shower, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, you know, hit the spots you need. Jerk off, shampoo. You know, all the regulars. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Vicky. <laughs> 
So you do all the regulars and you get out and you're in and out and quick and it's just you're doing it to get it done as quick as possible because it's just one of your chores in your day and you're trying to get your day going, right? I lived my life like that for a long time. And I was kind of turned on to the concept of doing the opposite of that, enjoying that shower. That is your moment. And the other thing that it's great for is if you're a creative person or even just a person who is trying to trying to keep that positive mind state. It's a little difficult to do always, but if you start your day off with a positive mind state, you're in the shower. It it's kind of gross, but it's rushing blood to your head. It's causing your uh, all the capillaries and ventricles to expand, and all that blood flow to your brain is good. You want to start your day with as much blood flow to your brain as possible. In fact, they say wake up, drink a glass of water, and take a real hot shower, and make sure you spend your time in there, clean yourself, and then get out, and you're already starting off on a positive uptick. No, it's very it's very important. I think to super get simple change, connected, spiritually connected, sit down. Master of I mean, meditate. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I took a liberal arts credit uh, in undergrad that I thought I was going to hate and it was one of the most difficult classes I took, I learned that in literary uh, works, uh, which translates into movies and all that, that, and I didn't, it's one of those things, you don't, until you become aware of something, mm-hmm. you don't really notice it. Then you become aware of something and then you seem to see it everywhere, all, everywhere all the time. And what that was explained is a lot of uh, writers in literary terms, this goes back, you know, as far as you can go, is that at the end of novels and now in movies, that water is like the purification of the main character, the protagonist Mm -hmm. or whatever. So whether it's that Ethan Hawke movie where it's raining at the end or in Splash when they dive in the water to go meet each other, water is such a key moment of of renewal and uh it's one of the weird elements we have because it's something that gives life Mm -hmm. it's critical for life it's what we're made of but it's also something that can kill you oh yeah yeah, oh my gosh i I just talked about this on the uh kvj show today my stance my attitude towards water has changed so much i don't like drinking water I, i can't stand it but it's the most powerful thing on the planet insane it's absolutely the most powerful we always talk about you know just trees growing and grass growing and water you can't fuck with it you just Mm -hmm. cannot you cannot mess with mother nature Mm -mm. it always finds a way to make life yeah i mean vicky what are your thoughts on trees and water (laughs) 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 don't worry that is not the ask vicky question (laughs) that Uh, comes up plenty last uh, ask vicky question for the last two months i have been consistently uh been awakened by something uh, at between 3 and 5 a.m., almost like it's grabbing me out of my sleep. I also feel a presence watching me when I take off my clothes sometimes. I, I started to read up on this stuff, but it got me more scared. Any idea what's happening? Shelly. I mean, there could be a variety of things that are happening. I mean, it could be, I guess, the most simple ex- explanation is that you have a spirit in your house for whatever reason. Does she have a titty ghost? That's well, got to be I rough. Mean, I mean, it could have been somebody who was a little bit of a peeper and a perv, you know, when they were living, and they're still a peeper and a perv. How yeah. terrible and uncomfortable is it? You get haunted by a peeping Tom ghost, oh. where if you are sensitive to ghosts and if you believe in that world, you know it's there just watching you take off your clothes. Do you ever come 
uh, into contact with those kind of stories like that? Oh, I, I've come across a million creepers that they just, some of them will just stand in the corner and watch people. That They don't ever have any other interaction other than the fact that they're watching them. But I'm, I'm even talking more specifically on a subset level where we're talking, you're, you're showering and you are taking off your clothes and you've got the creepy crawlies. You know there's something sexually wrong going yeah, on. There was this one, one of my um, earlier investigations, every time she got in the shower, they were actually, the spirit was bold enough to appear in the shower as a, as a shadow inside the actual shower stall with her. And it was consistent every time she went to take a shower. Well, remember the first place you investigated with me? And I wouldn't say I've ever had experience quite like this. It was the shower incident where there was the old woman that flashed her face. And then mm -hmm. you remember that story, yeah. right? And it's funny you, you're bringing that up because the house that I'm just talking about, same thing. She, The homeowner went into the restroom at night and she like washed, bent over to wash her face. And when she lifted up, there was this old woman's face with no eyes in the mirror. That's what, well, I mean, that, that's, terrifying. that's what it was for me. It wasn't in the mirror though. It was in the shower mm -hmm. and as quick as she was there, Yep. She was gone, but there was something there. At least that's what I thought. But yeah, it was very much water mm -hmm. and boom. Again, kind of lends to Denny's thing. Maybe I just have a thing with water. Maybe. A connection. Yeah. I don't know. Just a theory, Beckett. You, you, your, your deep thought, water, <laughs> theories, old women. Uh, old women. No, I don't know about old women. <laughs> you have me told old women. No, but uh, water is an interesting relationship that we have, and for sure. For sure. Well, I, I grew up swimming. I swam competitively. And it's one of the few moments that, you know, when I get out of the pool, like if I'm a little down or depressed, like I think that it, it and I know Jaybird's big on meditation and meditation, as I've described on the podcast, is one of the hardest things I've ever tried to do, ever tried to do. But uh, jogging helps, but I think swimming has been the best because I'm conscious of my breath. I can't bring my cell phone, can't bring my ear pods in there and I'm going and I'm, I'm just so comfortable in my brain space if that makes sense well, during swimming sometimes you have to trick yourself into doing shit you don't necessarily like that's good for you meditation is work man like flossing your teeth we all know you gotta floss your teeth because you don't want butter cutters you gotta do it it's so, it's not the most fun situation to floss your teeth so you have to almost kind of trick yourself into getting jacked up about flossing your teeth or even meditating. Meditating is one of those things where in the beginning, you're so gung-ho to do it. You want to do it. You're excited about it. It becomes work. And then you have to consistently do it mm -hmm. to make sure it's a prevalent part of your happiness and growth. If not, it's not going to work. It's like people who don't take their medication regularly. You're gonna, you're not gonna ever really get a true snapshot if you don't do it consistently. And if you really want to get into meditation and do it the right way, you do it multiple times a day in the morning and at night to really get gr grounded of yourself. Who the fuck's gonna do that yeah, in 100%. modern day times? You gotta really be enlightened on a, on a level of I want to be better. You can't go to the gym for two weeks and then expect results and be like ah it's tough and <laughs> right, I quit. I didn't see results, right? Like you got you gotta you gotta be like a lot of things. It's you gotta like, be consistent. About lifestyle it. change is the hardest thing for anybody to do because you have to change your lifestyle and change is something humans necessarily don't love to do all the time. Mm -hmm. Going to the gym or walking every day or not eating the whatever. It takes a discipline 
change of a comfort you don't want to give up. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it sucks. It's really true. Vicky, how, how are you doing uh, in your personal life these days? That's my, <laughs> last, that's my last Ask Vicky question because I'm about to lead into something. It sucks. <laughs> uh, why does it suck? Well, I mean, I'm alone. Okay. I mean, I have my friends, I have my family, but I'm alone, and I've technically, by definition, been alone since 2004. It's getting a little old. And are you saying that because you personally want to have, I'm not saying carnal, Denny's, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> We're all thinking I'm it. not saying this this hot affair, but you, you want to connect with somebody that you can watch a movie with, right. it, it, hold a hand with. And Companionship. Have, yeah, and have intelligent conversation. Like growing up, my best friends were always guys. Like I always hung out with guys instead of girls growing up. And I miss having that male that I could have conversations with. And that also may have a little bonus involved as well. Did you, wait, I'm sorry, I have a thick hat on. <laughs> Do you say bonus or boner? Thank <laughs> 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 you. Yeah, I love it. So I think what we're going to do, and we're just kind of floating this idea around. All right. A little Vicky dating game. I like it. Okay. I, I, I don't like it. I fucking love it. <laughs> but I did warn Vicky, when you do a, a dating game out in the public, you can't attract some weird shit. But it's the weird whatever podcast. Right. So. But here's the thing. Like, you all have to be involved. If anybody applies, I have always made the wrong choices. So I'm not making the choice. Oh, you guys have to get together and make the I choice. Like now, now let me ask you this, Vicky, because so, someone, so, some dick face is going to email me and go, "Well, if Vicky's a psychic. If Vicky's a psychic and she knows all this, I don't feelings, read for myself. Okay, that, that that's yeah. basically what you would tell somebody. Right. Is, is that typically how it is? It is for me because I have a vested interest in an outcome of something, so I can't trust sometimes what my thoughts are that are coming into me, whether I can, you know, if this was the right person or not, because, hey, if they meet a certain criteria, I'm going to think they're awesome, even though, you know, they're Ted Bundy, so. Okay, chat room, what do you guys think? Would you guys be into listening to a Vicky dating game? <laughs> I would think it's fun. I think it's awesome. i got a few ideas on how we should handle okay. this. But uh, if you are interested in a Vicky, just for a drink, Maybe for a croissant, shit, a scone. Let me ask you this, Vicky. G give me a uh, your your your. This is your dating uh, bio, and okay. you, you remember those dating shows back yeah. in the day. The person would get on TV. Here's what I'm into. I like blah blah blah. Yeah. Here here's your shot to tell the public what you're looking for in a mate. I would really like somebody that has a shared interest. So if they have any kind of um, background in the paranormal, that's definitely a plus. So that I could have those conversations. I don't really, I, it's not that I wouldn't want someone who's a complete skeptic. It's okay if they're a skeptic and they challenge me because I'm so up to the challenge that I, I can go ahead and answer all your questions and we can go back and forth. I don't want somebody to make fun of me because of my beliefs. Don't be such a skeptic that you're... A dick face. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for filling that in. A billion percent. No, I, I, well, I think that's where everyone gets confused with. I think it's okay to not believe... And right. what your person believes. Just don't be a dick face about right. it. As long as it doesn't infringe on anything, you know, you could have you could be a person like yourself that believes in ghosts and does paranormal stuff, and that's not going to infringe in a relationship on a personal matters of the heart level, in my opinion. Right. right. And the thing is, actually, what I like is if you do have a skeptic and they're presenting these and challenging your ideas, as I'm defending 
I, I come up with another idea. I'm like, oh, wow, this could also fit in. This could t-. So it actually just helps me um, figure out my own beliefs if someone challenges it, a little bit. It's a little bit like the conversation between agnostic and atheist, mm-hmm. right? Like live and let be. We don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. We all think that, like, you know, or at least we do as agnostics, but don't have hostility to what other people that's believe when annoying. you don't know either. Exactly. Yeah, that's where you know? it gets annoying. <laughs> even, even with politics, we don't have to be on such an edge to where we're going to cut each other. And again, I, I, we're not going to get into politics and about, oh, every politics sucks. I'm just saying, on any kind of level, you don't have to be so Against. edgy. Yeah, to the point where we can't try to find a little bit of, I don't know, pizza? Common ground. <laughs> it is weird if if somebody brings up that they're vegan. There's so much outlash, you know. But if somebody says they eat meat, then there's so much outlash. It's it really just people just love jumping on those. And, and me and Danny's are set a little little different because we see it every single day. As soon mm-hmm. as you bring up any topic, whether ketchup's delicious, you'll get flooded with "fuck you, motherfuckers." How <laughs> dare you vote? Like wait, what? Wait, yeah, we're voting. We were talking about ketchup here. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a weird thing. So we're on the other end of opinion, opinion, opinion like that. But mm-hmm. no, to your point, you're you're very right. The edge, Denny's. And with that said, I think it might be time for some Denny's random facts. Oh, the sweet Denny's does a great job finding these facts. Vicky, our educator, she grades him. If she likes the fact, she gives him an A, even an A plus, Beckett. If you don't like it, F minus. Oh, rats. Denny's, <laughs> floor's yours. Well, so I teased it on the video earlier about sumo wrestlers, but there's a 400-year-old Japanese tradition where people bring to a square filled with sumo wrestlers their babies, and if the sumo wrestler can get your child to cry, that means they're going to live a very healthy life. The fear is that within the f- first few years of the child's life, if they can't get it to cry, that means that child is not going to have a uh, happy life. But it's a ceremony that's been going on for 400 years all the way up to present day of trying to scare infants with sumo wrestlers for good luck. Interesting. Very r- weird. I can't tell if Vicky's still <laughs> lost in the dating world. Conversation. <laughs> she about. absolutely hates that factoid. <laughs> Vicky. It's not that I hate it, but... You know how I always want to know why? Like, like how did this start and why? So it started initially because sumo wrestlers are revered in Japan cult- uh, Japanese culture. And it, one got scared during their first ceremony and it became a tradition. And then it became a fear of parents that their child would not cry. So it's very important to get your kid to cry at this thing. So they'll bring them back multiple times to where some kids get scarred by sumo wrestlers. What a weird But I mean why do they keep doing the tradition If it's terrifying children But it is unique And you did have an answer When I asked you for more details So I'm gonna go Because I looked it up too I was like why the heck would they do that But they did it once and it got a reaction And then it continued as a tradition I'm gonna go B plus Old habits die hard She's kind of being nice tonight I don't know if I like a nice Vicky I like Vicky Vicky Get him Vicky I want her her to get out there Date All that fun (laughs) stuff Uh, So I don't see why this isn't done more often And maybe you guys have heard of this But in New Mexico They have a desolate quarter mile stretch of Route 66 Where on the grooves of the side of the road That are designed to wake you up If you're falling asleep at the wheel if you drive over them at 45 miles per hour, it actually plays the song America the Beautiful. I'm going to play a clip for you guys so you can hear what it sounds like. But 
Yeah, why doesn't more things do this? It's pretty cool though, but as you're driving, if you drive 45 miles exactly over that, it plays the song "America the Beautiful." It's creative. I, it's like, uh, you know, I guess, I guess that's the way the phonograph and somewhat the record player, yeah, finals work, right? Yeah, the in vibraphone. Way. Yeah. Look, don't we want little Easter eggs in life like that? So I think it's fun. They I picked think it's, a, it's fresh. A desolate stretch to try that out on. I hope that catches on because it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't want everyone driving off on the side of the road, but yeah, just to hear it. If you pick a good stretch of road that's you know where it's pretty easy to drive down, I think that's a cool concept. I can't believe it's not done more. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's an A, and the A is for you had audio. Yeah. Oh, someone <laughs> likes a, an audio A. I like somebody that goes above and beyond. Oh, thank you. What if it's a drug dealer? a wife suggestion. What if it's a drug dealer? I got all this cocaine, and I murdered three people just for you, Vicky. And I got it on audio. Do you love it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the people. <laughs> <laughs> and I have audio, Denny. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hi, Jenny. says you were. Uh, so... They did a study, and they found out that less than 20% of laughter actually comes from jokes. A majority of human laughter is a societal behavior that we've learned in order to develop trust amongst each other. I can absolutely see that. Well, think about it in your past. Think about when you've been in an uncomfortable situation and someone says something. You either say it or they say it, and there's a laugh. That laugh is a bond going, hey, friend, come over to my island that over is. here. I, I, I'm getting what you're talking about. I trust you that's called that's a be- great fact dog behavioral contagion is what that's called that's a person mimicking a laugh or a smile and that could be even if you didn't even hear what the person said you're doing it because it it shows that you have uh you're a, a acknowledging person and a person recognizes a smile and they they recognize that as a peaceful thing subconsciously i can also see that being an evil thing if you really know how to manipulate people oh, i'm gonna laugh at denny's jokes he's so funny so people i want your money so some people who are crooks or criminals who are deceptive, they know those societal th- ticks, things to do to people. They'll smile at you. They'll they'll affirm you with a sharp handshake or a affirming rub on the. They just they know how to do that stuff. Uh, there's also what's called a social laughter. They noticed in a study with three to four year olds, they're eight times more likely to laugh in a group than at the exact same thing by themselves. And it's because again another societal cue showing that you're relating to the group and that you're a peaceful entity amongst the group. 100% it happens with yawning all the time. It's like yawning, almost like it's a, a sympathetic behavior. It's like mm-hmm. almost like biological, natural, always happens. <laughs> I'm yawning because right? you're talking. And, 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 and not for nothing, we teach that in sales. 
We teach that in sales. You have affirmative behavior. So if I'm talking to you and I'm nodding my head. Can we can, can we role play real quick? Yeah. I'm the fat cat guy that's coming in and I want to spend some money. But I don't know if I really like your your, your company yet. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh, I want to buy. You like my company? Or so you're Just not sh- your, your whole thing. I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to buy some cars and some horses. Maybe some cigars. What do you got, Beckett? Huh? Well, just so you know, I'm not in sales. I'm an educator and then a facilitator. You're totally ruining the whole oh, no, thing. <laughs> That's whole, what I said. It's part I of this pitch. I had a whole thing. It's part of my, my, my pitch because I'm not really in sales. I educate you and I facilitate it because I have a lot of wealthy clients that if they get a sniff of sales or they're a walk-in in oh. my office, they throw a huge wall up, huge wall up. And you know my personality, like this is all genuine, but they teach this in sales. If I draw a through line to that person, because I they ride, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I rode with this trainer, Rob Kluge. They're like, oh, you ride with Rob? I was like, yeah, you know, I picked up the wrong lead. Blah, blah. And they're like, all of a sudden, I can almost visually see the walls coming, coming yeah. down because I've done some connective tissue with there. But when I'm on a showing and it's not my client and my job is to sell the listing, it's affirmative, right? So when I say something, I was like, Okay, yeah, so what do you think about this? And the nodding of the head actually creates like a affirmative like kind of response, right? Understood. And when I walk through a house and I look at the listing, I'm like, all right, we need to declutter, we need to personalize, whatever. Hey, what's that little stain on uh, the ceiling? Well, we replaced the roof two years ago. It's not whatever. Paint it. Paint it because if they come in here and I have an affirmative showing and they see the stain – They'll start, and I'll, I, they're like, well, they, you can just tell them the roof is two years old. It's not a problem. I was like, here's the problem. Now we have a negative line of thinking. Yeah. Now they're going to be like, well, how old's the air conditioning? What else is old here? Yeah. What how else old's, is leaking? How old's the air conditioning? When's the last time the pool was marsided? You get down like a negative thing. So in psychology, which the good salespeople use that in there, it's a huge part of what we do. There's a tact in speaking and framing things that can – take negative things and frame them better. And it's not like you're being manipulative. You were just setting that situation up to be slightly better than it would be, it, than it appears. It's, well, it's just a way Some of, people use it to be manipulative, in my experience. Some people, it's a double-edged sword. Some people use it to be more clear. One of my favorite things, and we're talking about laughing and you know mimicking and all that, but <laughs> my old thing is, I, you know what I love the most? It, it doesn't happen, for some reason, it doesn't happen as often as I would like it. I love when I laugh so hard, it hurts me that I'm on the ground yes. laughing. To where you're a, a genuine belly laugh might even be better than sex. And I know that sounds controversial, but there's something very spiritual, emotional. Just I don't know, man. The, I the, agree. The human spirit when you get a genuine belly laugh where you can't control, you can't breathe. That's one of the the greatest, if not greatest, feelings on the planet, and you wonder how how you can chase that, harness that feeling. It's such a fleeting feeling, it is. and it, the older you get, I think it's not as prevalent as it is as a kid. Every now and then, I mean, I'd laugh and have a good time in the morning show. Do not get absolutely. Me wrong. It is very rare. Do I have a belly laugh? Experience on the air. I'm going. Oh my god, man! I'm I'm really having such a fun. Experience. Do you get that, Vicky? 
Yeah, it's usually it's something stupid I've done myself. Do, do, do you get it? Is it one of those things where the older you've gotten, the less it happens? Or is that just a, a personal experience? Or is that just what happens when you get older? It, it happens a lot. I mean, I get to the point where I can't breathe and it almost hurts my face. And I like, and I can't stop. It, like, I start crying. But it's not really tears. Well, it's... if you have a moment with that with another human being, I'm sorry, you level up with that person. If you mm-hmm. both are laughing, no, yeah, even if it's someone you don't like, and you both, let's say you're working with somebody and you don't like that person, and then you both experience something. It does. Or you're both belly bond. laughing. You got a connection, man. 100%. You, you level up as, as a duo or it's whatever it is. psychologically ingrained in us. Uh, Dennis, as, as you were. Okay, that fact was a B. I, I would have given it an A. I mean, look how much laughter, talk, <laughs> excitement. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, uh, yeah, that only happens less than 20% of the time. You're actually laughing from something funny. I'm Everything actually, else is to be candid, I'm actually surprised it's that high. Like, yeah, so a true, like the one you're talking about is probably like 8% of the time. So I'm not, I'm not a weirdo saying I don't get that belly laugh all the time. Well, humans are weird. The minute we see something, it's old hat, you know? We, we already want to see the next thing. So once you hear a joke once, it's now you have to hear an even crazier joke to achieve that same level of laughter. Well, I would ask you guys this question. Can you think of a time you belly laugh from a joke? Like, I've had times where I have laughed my ass off at a joke, don't get me wrong, but usually belly laugh jokes are because it wasn't a joke. And it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think for me, a lot of times it's not a joke or even a a bit or a comedy thing or a movie. I'm not saying that can't happen. It's usually an experience where it's just like a random thing that goes, oh my God, that was fucking. Weird or odd or funny or unique, and that's in what that makes moment. you belly laugh about exactly. it. It's, it's usually so odd and unique. It's usually, if I'm thinking about it in the inventory of belly laughs, it's usually at the expense of one of my boys. And and there's something that happened, and he's telling it now. He has a good mood about it, but at the time he did it, and I am in tears, curled up in fetal position on the floor, laughing. I well, laughter is one of those things, man. Dick faces can get away with more. Whether you're a guy or a girl, if you are able to make somebody laugh, genuinely laugh, you're, I didn't make the game. You just you get a little bit more leniency on shit because people that make you laugh or laughter in general is like a drug. It is. It's something you seek after. That's why people seek after it on entertainment because laughter it does something to the human spirit. It does. I'll take it a step further. I have friends, girls and guys, that have conveyed to me, and I've probably experienced it too, how attractive the attracted they are to someone, not because they are very good looking, but because they're hilarious. Well, it's very attractive to the opposite sex. Let me ask you this, Vicky, because this was a topic someone we haven't talked about on KVJ, and it, it's very gender. They go... Women tend to find men that are not good-looking more attractive when they're funny. Let, let, let's say a guy's a five, but if he's funny, for the woman, that can, that can bounce him up to an eight for her. But when it comes to a man with a woman, if a woman's funny, it, it, it doesn't, uh, does not do anything as far as attractiveness. What are your thoughts on that? The person had a, they're like, I know it's a controversial thing. What are your thoughts? Well, there goes my whole dating profile. <laughs> there goes again, what I'm going to put there. But again, absolutely. For me, never... for me personally, 
Um, funny, no, because I don't want you competing with me being funny. So for me, it would be intelligence. Yeah. You get I, bumped way up for intelligence. And I agree with what you're saying. And I, I think, too, everyone's different. I think there's some people that really get turned on no matter what you look like or whatever's going on. If you got a kind spirit and intelligence, there, there's, there's a place in the world. And I think if you're dumb and stupid and if you're beautiful on the outside, there's a place for you as well. There is a seat for every ass. I think there's sometimes obstacles for that. But I think there is. There's definitely obstacles. I remember back, I'm this old, back in the AOL chat room days. And I remember I could definitely hold my own in the chat because I was intelligent. I was witty. I could keep up the conversation. And every single person was like, wow, you, you can't believe how many girls we talked to that can't even, like, put a sentence out there. Yeah. And so that was kind of my hook on AOL was that I could carry on a conversation. So I hooked them with my personality and my intelligence. And then I sent them the picture. At the end of the day, people want to feel good. <laughs> people want to feel good. And not to oversimplify it, whether it's meditating and having clear headspace, um, clearing out your day, J-O-ing in the shower, uh, laughing, the the basic through line. Wait, is, what? What do you say? Huh? Hold on. J-O-ing in the shower. Oh, jerk off to earlier. Or if you like mental sa- stimulation, which is called a sapiosexual, it people like to feel good, right? And 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 that is like the basic through line of human nature, I mm-hmm. think, right? Like you want to feel good, whether it's sexual or mentally or uh, clear headspace or all of that, like, you know, not to oversimplify it, like, people That's just want to feel That's the ultimate good. goal. Yeah, I, I don't think I articulated myself with that, the guy that he was talking about. He was just saying women are less judgmental than men are when it comes to... Yeah, most women, yeah. Well, yeah, again, no, there's no absolutes <laughs> here, but if, if someone's funny, women are going to give more of the benefit of the doubt for the guy, and it's not on, on the same end. Right. If, if Beckett met a woman and she made him laugh, He's not going to, according to this emailer, he's he's less likely to find her attractive. But if it was you on the same right. situation, you would find it right. more attractive. Do do you think that's true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, generally speaking, women Gen- are not as shallow. Gen- generally, speaking. generally speaking. That's yeah. how I would frame it too. Yeah, I, I think that's what they were trying to say. They go, "What what are you guys' honest thoughts on that?" Yeah. And I just want to do a disclaimer in case there's some Beckets out there. I do <laughs> have an Android. So oh, green text. Just, just telling you. Just telling you. If you think like he does, shocked me that so many people sided with Beckett on that. <laughs> what if you? What we if, live in a shallow what world. What if you dog. fell for a blue texter? Dude, no one. I'm not. I'm not the one with the prejudice. She's a fucking hippie like me. We don't look at people <laughs> like that. I don't give a shit what you're fucking texting me on. What's in your heart, not in your phone? <laughs> Denny's, it, a, Denny's asking you. We're, we're we're really cutting Denny's right effect. We're trying to give you guys some extra content. We're gonna be off next week, right? Because of uh, the play. Is that next week? Yes, it is. You are right. That's we'll why I'm giving some week. extra content, and I know we're going late, but uh, I want to give you all School some extra play. content. Yeah, his uh, his wife Jen does a great job helping direct or produce. I'm not sure the, the right term. Doing the Aristocats this year. Yeah, and I remember when I texted you last year. I go, Beckett, I fucking love the theater, and he thought I was at the Kravitz Center. He did. Center. He goes, Oh man, you're at the Kravitz. I go, No, I'm at uh, Denny's wife's uh, <laughs> elementary school. We're watching Lion King, and I love it. <laughs> I'd go to that. It's a fun let's go, let's go to really? love y'all. Let's, yeah. let's all go together. Go. Let's, uh, Are there tickets still available? Yes, we'll get you a dog. I'll <laughs> see <laughs> if I can get a ticket for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Denny's as you were. We, we apologize for interrupting you, but 
creating conversation. It is. And that's what this is about. So this one's weird just because I guess I never thought about it before, but there's only two mammals on Earth with the proven ability to move their bodies in time with an external beat, meaning dancing. And the only other animal is a sea lion, as far as mammals go. Now, parrots can keep rhythm, but they're not a mammal, but they can keep rhythm, which led scientists to think for a long time that only animals with complex vocal learning abilities would be able to dance in rhythm but the sea lion is the only other animal that will dance in rhythm besides humans. Interesting. Because don't dolphins and whales have complex language systems? So that's what threw off the theory. They thought parrots were the only other creature until they discovered sea lions can move in rhythm. Oh, wait a minute. Humans were wrong about, I don't know, just studying shit? Well, yeah, I mean, they were animals and the, I don't know. According Earth. to the University of Santa Cruz. <laughs> I even have a tough time with rhythm sometimes on the dance floor, so... Well, Becky, you got to come over here. I'm no sea lion. I think a sea lion could probably <laughs> dance better than I can. Vicky, thoughts on that one? Did you love it? Uh, B plus. It's just weird, it right? That, it's just weird. We got sweet. We got sweet Vicky tonight. She she's in the headspace mm. of love, amore. Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't have a shot. <laughs> Do you want one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Danny. You're crushing, dog. So. Maybe I just, because I didn't know the story, and you guys might know the story of Typhoid Mary. Oh, mm. so we, I know, we all know that story. Well, so I know, I've always heard the term, you know, somebody's like, oh, she's a Typhoid Mary, or we got Typhoid Mary here as a joke and stuff. But I didn't realize that she, in the early 1800s, she carried typhoid fever with no symptoms, and the doctors told her that she had typhoid, but she wasn't sick, and the doctors go, I guess you're fine to work. And she worked as a cook, where she infected Tons of people mm-hmm. cooking food for them. I just I didn't know that story. Three of them died, but that's the true tale of typhoid. She was Mary. somewhat of patient zero, no, or she was just something that was asymptomatic. She was just an asymptomatic woman who worked in a kitchen and it got a lot of people sick with typhoid. Wow! But that's where that ter- that term comes from. That one woman. It's a real uh, woman, Mary Mallon, uh, an Imish, uh, Irish immigrant. What a scarlet letter to wear. Becky, I mean, we got Becky talking about scarlet letters. <laughs> I mean, I, I keep thinking about all those kids infected me at school, so that's an A. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I just didn't know she was a real woman. I thought it was just a uh, thing. And, and this will be the last one I do for you guys here. Uh, so ever since we've discovered Pluto, uh, uh, February 18th, 1930, it's the farthest uh, dwarf planet. It's not technically a full planet. Ever since we've discovered it, it's never made one full rotation around the sun yet. In fact, it's it, technically since the time of discovery, it is still less than one year. It's one year will be March twenty third, twenty one seventy eight. Good gosh, I didn't. Oh. So it's know gone that. around. That's bizarre. Before right? we discovered it, but since discovery, it has not been a full rotation around the sun yet. That's the uh-huh. as the tortoise on the hair. That's how far <laughs> that planet is. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I love space shit. Gosh, man, we are not alone, Beckett. I'm telling you. We're definitely not alone. Uh, I, you know, as we're talking, really, Dennis, by the way, great job no, no, on no, that. No, no. Um, and you do, end with an A, by the way. Uh, do, do we have the uh, zoomed-in picture of the ponton? So I did find one. Let me pull it up here. Uh, because uh, Mr. Ponton did come over here, and I don't want to cut his time short. Uh, I, I, I do find this picture weird, but ponton brought up something. We got some emails about you were talking about being on the beach and seeing something that was odd or a creature of sorts. And people go, it's Ponton just trying to get some shine on the microphone. What did he really see out there? 
Is there some bullshit out there? Uh, and I have that up for you guys. Love it. Uh, Mr. Ponton, if you don't mind coming back on the microphone. Give it up for Joe Ponton. Woo-woo. So here is that picture. It's up right now. Uh, it looks like they have fucking weird diamond hoods on. Now, maybe somebody out there knows about camera and photography. What would make that happen in that group? They're either A, wearing masks, B, it's a weird phenomenon with a camera, the moon, nighttime, or three, aliens, y'all. I don't think they were aliens. I mean, (laughs) trying to make it sexy, (laughs) Pond. They could be aliens. Yeah. So you you have been. You say you've been experiencing some some entities at the beach. No. Yeah. uh, I've had a lot of weird shit happen at the beach. Uh, Experiencing stuff in the kind of brush up against you, you or or, you know, you'll hear the steps running up behind you, and there's nobody there at the Uh, beach. Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Running on running on the sand as if they're in tap shoes. No, more just you'll you'll hear like the shuffling of sand, or you'll hear feet coming up behind you. Uh, It's also I'm never there. I'm there by myself a lot, but I'm never only the only person there. You know what I mean? Uh, I do run into friends that go there. You know, there's the dog beach. There's a lot of people there, but quite often, uh, quite often I'm at the beach and. It's typically not far from where I found the guy who committed suicide. That's that's kind of the anomaly that, you know, you'll get that cold rush of air and then you'll hear steps. Uh, I do wear headphones sometimes, but I usually take one ear off because there are a lot of people that will come up if I'm looking for shark's teeth or whatever. Um, but, you, you know, you have a focus. And that's one of the things that I've been working on when I stopped smoking my marijuana and all the other stuff. I, I'm trying to get my focus back. I have. It's been almost four weeks now. Oh, wow. um, you are, without a doubt, in the wrong hub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back, boys. Don't worry. I'm just clearing my head. No, I, uh, no, <laughs> I, think, I think that's... By, by the way, that's a good thing. I think we all need to uh, kind of sometimes hit the reset button. Whether you are... Let's say you're the most sober person on the planet. Th- there is a reset button you can hit to to getting away from some of the habits that may not give you the best full-on sober clarity. Yeah. And w- whether it be a drug, whether it be the internet, whether it be wh- whatever it is, th- th- there's things I think we all know deep down inside mm-hmm. where we know we can be rid of to get us at our most, uh, our, our best mental point. Yeah. It's hard to do. Well, that, that thing that was around me, that negative energy that's been around me, uh, I was really not sleeping at all. I was under three, four hours a night. Uh, on a good night, I'd get four. Uh, I'm, I'm averaging seven for almost three weeks now. There you go. It's amazing. I, I can do shit that I haven't been able to do in four years. But that focus, when I'm watching for teeth or I'm watching for the, the, the sea turtles who are coming into nest, uh, that focus is different for me, and it always has been. Uh, someone who has ADD, when I get into that zone, everything around me is kind of not there. And then when you'll hear that shuffling or you'll have someone tap you that nobody's there, kind of throws shit off a lot. And, and you just kind of go, you know, what now? Here we go. Sure. I, I love it. Well, v- very good. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. People are saying that those people are like paper dolls. <laughs> paper doll people. What the fuck is that? What, what, why do they look like that? Is there a, a legit uh, photography definition of what's going on there why all of those people look like they have hoods or masks or it looks like they got a 
first. Something weird on there, man. We didn't get really close to them because they were kind of being kumbaya-ish. Um, and then we were all, there were probably nine or ten of us that had gone to the beach to watch that rocket launch. And they, as soon as the rocket launched, they took off. They packed up and they <laughs> went too. So, fucking so. aliens, though. <laughs> it's weird. Mr. Potton, thank you very much yeah, for being the man on the street. We appreciate that. We are going to start to wind down a little bit. I do want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I've had great fun. That was boss. couple more uh, emails. Bird, thank you so much for the recommendation of Phenomenon. It was the best UFO documentary I've ever seen. So much evidence, and you are right. Those kids in Zimbabwe are not lying. Something happened out there. Love the podcast. Belinda... People say, Bert, are you getting paid by this documentary phenomenon? No. Y'all need to watch it. It's free on YouTube right now. It is, in my opinion, the best UFO slash alien documentary of all time. The Zimbabwe case. I'm, the reason why I keep bringing it up to people, because I know no one's going to ever check this shit out. I want to annoy you. I want to be a dick face going, oh, he's talking about that shit again. Yep. Y'all need to check out the Zimbabwe case in 1994. If you're part of the Weird and Whatever crew, meaning the people that listen, do the work with us. Check out that shit. It's it's free on YouTube right now. Do I got a commitment chat room? You have a commitment for me. I'm going to watch tonight. Tonight? Tonight. Ficky, have you seen it? On a Thursday. Will you will you please it's watch it for me? On a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Promise? I'll watch, it, I'll watch it Sunday. Love I'll, it. I'll watch it this weekend as well. Ponton? None of you motherfuckers have seen this shit. I'm watching it tonight. I we don't give in to peer pressure, okay? I'm, I'm watching it tonight. I, said I can't I even watch get it my fucking team. I've been talking about it for two years. I'm watching it tonight. Nobody, nobody fucking ever does anything, Debbie. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, send me your original shit. I- I've got about 9,000 songs. You guys got to send it on a on an mp3 or you have to send it on a youtube link we, we want to really get singer songwriters out there that are local that write their own music to end the podcast on but uh don't send me some fucking weird file that where i now have to download a thing <laughs> Do, and you should put your shit on youtube wouldn't you say dennis if you're a musician writing your own shit get, get a youtube channel going if you Why don't not? absolutely you w- work for Bieber. spotify uh well, it's just easy to send a link on YouTube. It's no My dad it's no brainer. can do a YouTube thing. So uh, I'm not trying to be a dick when I say that. I'm, I'm saying that to help y'all. No. It will help you. If you do an MP3 file or a YouTube channel thing, that would be a great thing to get your music out there. Uh, with that said, thank you guys for tuning in to the Weird and Whatever podcast. We love you all and... Bigfoot is, is real. real. Town. They have arrived. What? They're all around. So many aliens living in your town.